Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello everybody, my name is Alex. And I'm Nick. You're listening to The Thread presented by Ronnie Scott and Hennessy. On SohoRadioLondon.com. Well, let's get straight into it. Oh, that's, that's the man good. of the hour is Omar. Omar, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you. UK music legend. Thank oh, you for bless, your time, sir. Pleasure, cotton socks. Thank you. No, my pleasure. Uh, let's, to start this, I've been told that you that you're no stranger to Soho Radio and that you're close with the guy who runs this joint. Is uh, that right? uh, Adrian is actually the younger brother of uh, Jerry Meehan, who I went to school with. We were in the same uh, year together. We had a band at school together as well, which included Max Beasley. Oh right, um, and uh, yeah, I remember Adrian like when he first started playing the drums, and it was kind of like you know he wasn't wasn't anything then. I mean, but I don't know, he must have been ten at the time. I don't know. <laughs> he's quite young, but he's an amazing drummer now. And then he's come and popped up with this fantastic uh, yeah. radio station, putting uh, some amongst, soul back into is the studio. Side. Still down there as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's done an amazing thing. So shout out to Adrian as well. And putting back some of the old feel of Soho. Do you know what I mean? When it's being accused of gentrification and all that stuff is going on, obviously. It's a moving city and that. You do know what this used to be, though, right? What, this this building? This actual building. Go on. It was a taxi cab. Knocking shop. Oh, But it was a a knocking shop. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. We can put some of that back into the... uh, (laughs) And not much has changed. (laughs) Not much has changed. Yeah. (laughs) Cool, cool. And uh, we have another mutual friend, Shahan, who's one of our yes. great sound engineers at Ronnie Scott's. And please don't tell That's us, because right. we already know. The, ma- the, the man, the myth, that is Shahan. That is Shahan, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know yeah. Shahan through I know you've been uh, on tour with haven't you? Oh, through Courtney, Courtney, yeah. Pine, yeah. Shahan's a, a fantastic laugh. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Well. No, we're going to get into all that and Good all the, all the jazz well. connections and stuff. But you, 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 uh, you grew up in Canterbury and spent time in London. So how, how was the mix there? Uh, well, yeah, I was born in South London and then moved to Canterbury. Canterbury when I was six, yeah, uh, and then sixteen I went to music school in Manchester for two years, right. uh, boarding school, and then came back to London to go to the Guildhall School of Music and Drum. Did you like the educational side of? I loved music? every bit of it. You know, yeah. when I was in Canterbury, I, I was um, in the Kent Youth Orchestra. I uh, became the principal percussionist of that for a right. time, and we toured. We did Italy, Brazil, the States. Um, so I kind of got my bones doing doing that thing as well, and then went to Manchester, um, did two years there, and then finally down to to Gildor. Um, all the while, you know, learning to 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 make songs. So, cool, man. if if you spent a lot of your youth going to music school, I, ma- I imagine playing in your band's got to be tough. Uh, what, which instruments do you play then? If you if you studied percussion, what, which other instruments? Percussion. Uh, the other stuff that I was learning at the time was the cornet, the uh, baritone, euphonium, then tuba, right. uh, then guitar as well, piano, percussion, drums. So I was doing quite a few things at the same time. But. So like now, which ones have you like? Which which instruments are around Bass, the house? Drums and keys. I mean, I've got guitars uh, in there as well. But my brother, more my, uh, the scratch professor, he he's more likely the one to play that. He, he's skilled at uh, too many too many strings with a guitar. You know. <laughs> too many options. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your brother, he's a producer. He's a musician himself. Yeah, producer yeah. plays keys, plays drums, uh, guitar, scratcher. Uh, he was um, uh, DMC. Mixed master, where he was no champion, but we had a lot of arguments about that because he was huh. only like 10, 12 at the time, the huh. tiniest guy on the block doing this stuff. But he was the skills were just out of this world. He still can, you can still um, cut it up pretty good too. Incredible, man. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, I've got. I'd, I'd love to touch on the MBE as well. How, right. was, how was that? Would you like Getting to touch that? my MBE? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no you along, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, before we talk about the MBE, uh, oh, as a Yankee, uh, have to as, 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 yeah. as, a, as a Yankee right. who, who came here in 2010, I don't even know what it means really. MBE, LB, CB. I don't know what any of this it means. It means uh, the member of the most excellent order of the British Empire, and okay. it's like there's sort of like degrees of it, and it's the, that's the first one. The, the next one is the officer, and then there's the commander, and then there's the sir. Okay, so uh, do, what do you get? A phone call or a letter? Where, uh, you a, get a letter from the government saying, "Sir, I've been asked to ask you if you would uh, like one of these awards, and if you should you accept, then you'll be put on the, the honors list." Uh, they have them twice a year: the Christmas one, and there's one in the summer. Um, I got mine in the summer, I think. So I, I did mine at Christmas. Uh, so you have to go to Buckingham Palace, and you get awarded. Um, by one of the royals. Um, I was supposed to get it by the Queen, but she was sick that day, so it was Prince Charles at, at the time. And have you seen him since? Is it like, what up, Charles? I, I have. I actually <laughs> saw, him at some, I saw him at something else. Um, as well. I remember you. But the uh, funny thing is, when I went up to these, like, he gives you a little bit of chit-chat, and he said, oh, so you're still making music, are you? And I said, I, 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 that's it a happens. very good impression, brother. Thank you very much. That's the only one I can do. But uh, yeah, I said, uh, as it happens, yeah, I've got this new album. Um, and he goes, well, do drop off, drop, drop off a copy of the, the palace. So I went, okay. And I, I actually sent one to his assistant, and I got a letter back from the palace saying, uh, Prince Charles would like to thank you for your, your album. He's going to listen he to it. He particularly likes track three. Yes. <laughs> bumping it. Bumping yeah, it. In the Rolls Royce. In the old Rolls Royce. Wow. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> didn't expect that, did you? No. Well, I mean, when when was that? If we're talking about the NBA, uh, 2013. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So five years. Ago. Oh no, that's is that five years ago? I can't even do the math. Would it be 19? Five, six, six. If, you, if we say 2019. Wow. Carry the one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's good cognac. Yeah. Very yeah, good. Yeah, nice right. Thank you for that. Shout out Hennessy. The beginning yeah. of the interview. Uh, right. So we should let's let's talk. I mean. I like to go through things a little bit chronologically because mm -hmm. I'm simple like that. Um, so t talk about like coming coming in because we were just talking about you you were studying music uh, as a kid, then you did boarding school and all that. At what point was it well, like that you said, "Screw this! I'm going to be my own artist." And well, I, I was always kind of starting to make music when I was about fourteen, fifteen, and start to write songs. You know, you're playing the bass, you're playing the drums, you, you kind of start to put things together. I was listening to Level 42, uh, Jeff Lorber, you know, kind of getting the, the groove on and stuff. Mm. And plus, you know, I'm, I'm a kind of a show-off, you know. I like to be noticed. So when I'm in the orchestra, you're at the back, obviously, when you're playing percussion. And uh, it's funny you were saying this about uh, Taylor, but because uh, we used to do the Royal Festival Hall from yeah. I was about 13 years old. And I always said to myself, you know, when I'm older, I'm, one day I'm going to be at the front of this stage. I'm going to be performing mm. at the stage. And I've since performed there twice. One of them was with um, Lewis Taylor as well. So uh, it's just one of those things within me where I wanted to, you know, just make music. And um, as luck would have it, my father had his own record label, an uh, independent label called Conga Dance, which he set up for his reggae, reggae uh, band called Jalayan. Does he play? Yeah, plays drums. He mm -hmm. used to play for Doris Troy, mm -hmm. Bob Andy, Marcia Griffiths mm -hmm. as well. So, you know, he was quite a well-known figure back then. Um, and my, my brothers, my younger brothers had a, 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 a kid band called Burning Bush, a bit like musical youth. And uh, my dad said he wanted to have a, a soul act at the time. And as luck would have it, I was making music. 
Um, and that's when I released my first single called Mr. Postman, which was on, which was out in 84, 85, I think. Yeah. And I hated it. Yeah. After two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I just decided from then on. It's H- not, hated it's the not... tune or hated like the... Hated the, the tune. On the... Man, it was uh, the same time Five Star was out. Yeah. And I oh, remember yeah. I, I had to go and do PAs. Where, do you know Five Star? Yeah. No. Right. Well, this is like... Five Star, the group. They're like a yeah, they're they're a, they're an English version of the Jacksons. Okay. And at the time they were huge. Big hits. Yeah. Really huge. And I had to go on on stage after them and like I was like hating the song in the first <laughs> place. And then and then and then on top of that, everybody's leaving while I'm singing. You know what I mean? So I had to go and make up my mind, all right, whatever music I make now, it's gonna have to last yeah. and last for for a long time. And then there's nothing like this. We have to touch on nothing the big like one. This. Was that was that the the big change, the game changer? That was the game changer. That was like the fifth single. Um, it was also the time when my dad said, right, well, let's, we need an album. So yeah. we kind of booked studio time and uh, went in. I had enough tracks together. And that was actually the last song that I, 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 I wrote. Um, it was influenced by a band called uh, the Ohio Players. Yeah, of course, yeah. And I was going through my dad's... Oh, book. they're literally from Ohio and everything. Ohio, yeah. yeah These yeah. guys, you know... Um, really innovative name. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no that's, that's listen, this band... All the, all the American... All the, yeah. I know, I know, I know. But like, yeah. all the American bands that have the... have the, the Where they're from in the band name. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, literally, I was just like, listening to this music. And at the time, uh, music was basically... Acid House and the hip hop was kind of in its like it was just mm. in its infancy, yeah. like ninety ninety one kind of that time. Oh yeah, you saw eighty nine because that's yeah. when I was when I was writing it, mm. and uh, yeah, you know. But all the music was it was uh, samples, sequences, synthesizers. Yes. Mm. I was like, man, I want I want to play the bass, I want to do drums and keys and stuff. So that's what I did. I literally just wrote that song, and you know, once we um, we put it on a cassette. Cassette, um, boys and girls, Google that. Um, <laughs> I did like one whole side of like a 45 minute thing with that same song repeated again and again and no again. Way. And we just didn't get bored of it. I was like, I was yeah, just, I was like yeah. wow, this is all right. Played to my dad. He was like, wow, yes, this could be something. And then the rest is And this. you came up with a bass line? I came up with a bass line. But if you listen to Heaven Must Be Like This, yeah. which is Ohio players, you'll understand where I got uh, from. Okay. I'm not going to take full credit, you know what I mean? And did you play bass on the, tr- on the original track? I played track, bass, or? drums, key, um, you, on everything that on that track, oh, apart okay. from the guitar is me. Right, right, right. It's Phil Hudson on the guitar, but the rest of everything else is... Because I know you recorded it fairly recently, again, with Pino. With Pino. My, my Pino all-time favourite bass player. I'm a, I'm a failed bass player. Oh. He's my hero. <laughs> oh, so am I. <laughs> um, yeah, that guy is just amazing. And yeah, I got him to play the the, the guitar... And the bass on that one. Yeah, that's what the one. Gonna do? So, yeah. For Omar tracks, then, do, do you have, I mean, do you kind of, do you let a producer get involved? Or you is it is it just you until the, the, the actual mastering stage? Kind that of thing? is me all pretty much all the way, especially now I've got my group of people that I've been using for. The, and that's that. The last, yeah, the last, I don't know, six, six, seven albums. I just said, right, this is it. You know, I've got the right musicians. I've got my engineer that I use when it's time to mix. I built my studio in two, uh, 2003. In London? In London. It's in, it's, it's, it's in my backyard, so it's called Backyard. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I'm, I'm just set, you know what I mean? Because there was yeah. a time when, you know, I was booking studios and it cost money, you know what I mean? Of course, do yeah. that kind of thing. And I just decided, look, if there's one thing I'm going to do, because I was also going from label to label to label. 
there's one thing I need is just somewhere to be able to create music and write and not have to worry about paying the bill for it or anything like that. Mm -hmm. That's the best best move I ever made. Mm. You know? So nice. yeah. I'd love to hear a bit of uh of music. In fact I've put can we hear the man? That's one of my favourite tracks of yours, Omar. Um Did you start playing that? Uh, well, because we were like, it was, it was going to go there, and it was like, okay. no, no, let's go live. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. You, yeah, yeah. It's my fave. I had this moment just now where I was singing back Omar's track really badly right next to him. I had to stop myself. Apologies for it that. Work. Lovely. <laughs> so yeah, we were talking about. Well, we we connected on the. Uh, we we had the privilege of putting Courtney Pine and yourself on at yeah. Ali Pali just before Christmas, mm -hmm. and it was a beautiful gig, brand new venue up in Ali Pali, great new theatre. Everyone go and check it out. Um, but I wondered from that your your connection to jazz and to Courtney. How did you how did you meet Courtney? How did you connect with Courtney? Him? Says this tells this story. I don't even know how he remembers it. He says that we were. Uh, like very very young, there was this uh, thing. It was like a summer course that yeah. you do, yeah, you have for kids in London. And I was six, and he was ten. And he said that you remember seeing me then, and oh. thinking this kid's going to be something one day. Yeah, thinking, wow. Who thinks that about you know? If you're ten, <laughs> what are you thinking about? You're playing about playing outside with your yeah, mates yeah. and football or something. Um, so we go back that far, but um, yeah, we've been wow. working throughout the years, and you know, because we've just seen each other and right. you know, got enough respect and love for one another. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this this latest project, which is Black Notes from the Deep, yeah. hmm? he called me up and said uh, he wanted me to write some songs for the album, and we've been touring it for the last three years, I think, which is fantastic. And how is the difference in approach from the from the soul thing that you normally do to? Entering the jazz world, did it kind of catch you off guard a little bit, or did you no, take to it straight away? No, or? I take to it straight away. You yeah. know, um, part of my um, upbringing was in jazz as yeah. well, playing in jazz bands um, from when I was about fourteen as well. And you know, okay. a lot of my influence comes from the, the jazz field as well. Uh, and I tell you, this gig is a lot kind of it's, a, it's kind of relaxing compared to my my shows, right? Because mm -hmm. I'll do like an hour and a half, or two hours of just me jumping up and down and yeah. shouting and stuff. Jazz gig, you sing the front of the tune, let them do the solos yeah, for 20 yeah, minutes yeah. and then you come back and finish the end, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a, it's a nice... It's an epiphany. It's like, oh, this this could be the future. Yes, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you're notorious for collaborating with loads of people. Um, what, uh, I mean, what's... What's the criteria, and how many, and how many of the collaborations are you initiating, and how many is people banging on your door and saying, "Omar, we want you on the track"? <coughs> well, on my last, excuse me, my my last album, uh, I forget, I think it was maybe six people that I I that I thought of and said, "Oh, you got to come on this track. It'd be great if you do something." And you know, some things are organic. Um, some things are like yeah. people they approach me. I mean, I do features as well as you know my own stuff. Every year, I probably do like 10 to 15 songs for other people. Um, just a vocal, whatever yeah. kind of track they got going on, you know. And I, I, my favorite ones are the, the ones that are uh, more organic. So yes. is that when you say organic, that's you're writing something and you've got this person in the back of your head when you're writing the tune? That, that kind of thing. There's a, um, a tune on my last album, Loving Beats, um, called Deja Vu. And mm -hmm. it's with a singer called Myra Andrade. Oh, Andrade. yeah. Andrade. Cape Verdean. Cape Verdean, beautiful, amazing yes. singer. And we'd known each other for about three or four years. 
I'd done some work on uh, a couple of her albums for a friend of mine. And it was just one one uh, weekend I happened to be in Paris and we just kind of like connected in, in this fantastic fashion. And uh, I just got some new sounds from my computer. And I'm in her kitchen, while, I mean, I'm in her uh, flat while she's cooking dinner. And I just started like making this music and we just started bouncing off of each other. And we just made this incredible song together, you mm. know what I mean? And that's the kind of thing I, I, I like the most. And you got some total legends as well on that on that mm. Loving Beats album. Leon Ware, Morris Brown. Yes. Were those organic? That, those were organic as well. Yeah. You know, Leon, um, a rest in peace. Yeah. He, he was uh, like, he's a good friend of mine for since 93, I think, when I first met him. And we just stayed in contact, and we, you know, I heard that he gave one of his master master tracks to somebody. I'm not sure if it was Maxwell or or Dwelle or one of these guys. I was like, man, give me, I want Rocky New Eternity because that's yeah. my favorite track, obviously, yeah, yeah. completely. So he actually gave me the masters for that, and then I gave it to my brother, who cut it up and made this fun, this fierce beat mm. out of it. And so I made a song, and then I, I said to Leon, Do you mind if you sing that that bit for me? He went, yeah, no problem. And bless his cotton socks, man. This guy was going through cancer at the time. You know what I mean? And, it's, and you know, it's a special thing for me because it was the last thing he recorded right. before he passed. You know what I mean? So I, 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 I you know, I, I dedicated that song to him. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, yeah. What about some of the... Um, t- give us give us a good story like the, the reverse that. Somebody <laughs> hitting you up and saying... and and. Hitting you know, me up. Hit, hit, giving you a call. Or, what? It, or you're on their track and it's a real organic situation. Oh, uh, I'm trying to think. Whose track? Well, well Common. Common yeah. was, uh, I, was right. on, I was on his uh, Electric Circus album. And uh, he got me over to the States so many times just to try out this track, try that one. I ended up on like two or three on, on, on that album. Um, uh, there's a, uh, what's it? Oh, I forget what, uh, Heaven Somewhere. There's one song where there's, there's like 10 of us on there. There's CeeLo, there's Mary J. Blige, there's mm. me. It's, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of people on this track and, it, and it's just so organ- organic. I, I didn't even know that all these other people were, were going to be on there. And he just basically told us all, you just do your thing and then we'll we'll mix it all in. And, it, and he did. He made it. He just made it work because everybody had their own idea, mm. but it made it for this fantastic track. So, you know, it's another good example. <laughs> Let's hear uh, one of the tracks that you chose, Omar. Mm-hmm. Um, where should we go first? Do you want to go Foster Silvers? Do you want to go Vibrations? Oh, do you want to go let's, Foxy? Let's do uh, Foxy. Foxy. Okay. Yeah. Why did you choose this one? Oh, man, that's a, a rare groove classic. Yeah, it's yeah. one of them ones where I'm singing the harmonies to that one the whole time. <laughs> the, whole, <laughs> the whole thing. That's just like a go-to thing. If I was doing my own radio show, that's definitely one of the tunes. I'd nice. <laughs> I like it, Adrian, if you're listening. <laughs> Soho Radio, we're still here hanging with Omar. I wanted to ask Omar, like you're, you know, all these giants of neo soul, as they say, air quotes, Maxwell, D'Angelo, Eric Benet, Erica, they all have gone on record saying they're massive fans of you, but you also have a personal relationship with these guys, don't you? Uh, yeah, you know, I know yeah. Erica, I remember she came to um, London 
I think I forget which year it was, but she was on the radio saying how much she liked my music. Yeah, she said she, said, um, she loved my song "Little Little Boy," and that got her through when she used to be a nurse before she became famous. Yeah, and then I was in the states, and I was like, oh man, I, I was doing a version of "Be Thankful," you know, yeah. the Willem Devon classic. Yeah. And as luck would have it, she called me, and I was like, "You'll do." You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and man, she's on the track and she just smashed it. You know what I mean? So I was just, uh, yeah, I've been blessed enough um, that I've got some fans in some. And you still in touch with her? Yes, we yeah. actually did a show in Hammersmith. Was it last year? Right. I think yeah, I was sun- there. You went to you were there. I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was last year, right? In yeah. the summertime, it was hot. Remember? Yeah, it was hot, it and, was the a- and the AC was broke. That's right. That's oh, right. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were, we, we were, me and uh, me and my better half were. We're sweating. I think people and are this fainting. Is probably, this is probably the only show she actually is listening to. She's like, you have Omar coming on? <laughs> 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 when you came out, she oh, was so like, no air con as well. I mean, yeah, it was stage hot, lights on top hot. of all that as well. On right? top of it was everything. Hot. It, was it was hot. It was hot. But um, yeah, still, still great content. show. Yeah. I love those. I love those little um, photo bombs that she does. You know, or, or video oh, bombs, amazing, or whatever man. you call them. You know, where she turns up on a live, like newscast, and she'll turn up in the background uh, and start uh, making uh, faces uh, and stuff. Nah, she, she's amazing. She's her own person, isn't she? And D'Angelo, do you have a connection with him? No, nah, well, D'Angelo, I see him every time he when he finally gets it. Yeah, um, and then we kind of like go, yeah, man, let's do something. And hmm. then you know, I was supposed to, we were supposed to do concerts together. And he cancelled twice. Yeah, I remember um, that. That just, was last year, wasn't recently. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he's, got, he's going through his own thing. So yeah. Hopefully he'll be back. I mean, phenomenal talent. Mm. Yeah. As somebody that's put a lot of records out and done a lot of collaborations with people that I imagine you you respect that you wish you'd, you know, we play at the top of the hour, we, we, we played a track with Stevie and stuff like that. I, I mean, what are some things that you want to do that you haven't done yet that you're like, I, I need to do this m- musically? Uh, Even not musically, screw it, you know? Well, funny enough, um, there's a project I'm working on at the minute, which is um, a TV show uh, based on, kind of loosely based on my time in Manchester at the uh, boarding school, music boarding school. Um, and we've just been given a green light to do something. I don't really want to go into it too much because mm-hmm. I don't want to jinx it. That, that, but that's something else. I, I, I've always wanted to like venture into that. Yeah, I've been acting for a little bit as well. I was in a musical called Being So Long at the Young Vic. Yeah, I've got my own show. I read about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually a film now, which they didn't cast me. Um, but uh, <laughs> take note. <laughs> take note. It didn't cast me, and the character <laughs> I played is now white and younger. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> the uh, the guy that wrote that, Che Walker, he wrote me a, also um, my own one man show, which yeah. is called Love Song. Yeah. It's like a fifty minute monologue with songs. Um, so I've done a, I've done a bit of that. You know, I've been in various uh, bits and pieces on TV and film. Um, so so yeah. you want to pursue a bit more of that. A little bit more um, of that yeah. as well, but I've got album nine. Uh, I'm working on that as well at the minute. Um, oh, cool. How's that going? Uh, fantastic. I mean, yeah. you know, I w- it's always an ongoing thing. Yeah. You know, uh, on the last album, there was a song that I put on there. We released it in 2017. I actually started the first song in 2003. So stuff is always ongoing. Mm. Do you know, do yeah, you know? so you're, you're an artist that's... It, it doesn't really because some people everybody writes different and I'm always curious about this and I like to talk to artists about the, the writing process a little bit are you somebody where it's like it's kind of always on and you've got you know you, you write things down real quick and you put a voice memo in real quick and you're like you're always writing even yeah. if there's not 
I've got I've got to write an album for next summer, and I'm going to sit down and do it. I mean, oh, it's no, just yeah, always. It's, there's no, there's never any deadline. I mean, our, it, the last one was a bit better than the ones previous to that. One took seven years, and another one took. Mm. Uh, but did you five know it was years. happening, or was it you were just writing? And oh, and you just you... you just write. Yeah, I mean, there's other things as well. I was more involved with my brother in the last one, and he was going. But you don't remember this one, do you? Okay, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he played me the tune. I go. When did I do that? <laughs> do you know what I mean? And then it would come back to me and I went, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And then and then we used it for this album, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's just, it's an always ongoing process. You just never know. And the thing is, if you make the good song good enough, it doesn't matter when you put it out. Yes. It will still work. Yeah. Do you yes. know what I mean? Because I always want to make songs that people are going to be listening to 10, 20, 30, 40 years down the line. Yeah. Which I've been blessed enough that they, they've been doing, you know what I mean? And um, you've always been your own artist as well. And you're instantly recognisable. Right, yes. Straight away, <laughs> so, and that's... So yeah. I've been told. Yeah. <laughs> by the police. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say about... I thought you were going to say about Sir Charles. By Sir Charles, absolutely. Well, he did recognise me. I, I remember you. And I'd say... Yeah. yeah. It's funny on the on the writing lyrics thing. I mean, you, you write lyrics as well, don't you, Eric? Like, uh, I was listening to this interview with David Lee Roth, the the rock mm. guy from Van Halen. Right. Back in the, back in the day. I, I was listening to it today. And he was saying about how he couldn't go in to the studio with the band and start writing lyrics because if he did it would just be like the rain in, uh, the rain in rain Spain, Spain. Well, yeah. so what he does is he talks about banking lyrics so that might come from uh, his world experience his life sure, experience sure. he's in the cafe mm. and some waitress has just said to him keep the fork darling there's pie later that's a good line I'm writing that one down so when he does go into the studio he's got a bank Sure, you that's know. a good way of doing it. Absolutely, because yeah. yeah, sometimes I, I don't feel like Keats or Wordsworth um, mm. feels more like oh, yeah. McDonald's. But whatever works, right? Yeah, and some of the best lyrics come when there's no music around, and you save it for a rainy day, I guess. And what one thing I, I always write the lyrics after the music. I've done it only done it once where I've done it the other way around. Mm. I'd, I'd like to try that a bit more. I think I'll, I'll approach that a bit more in my later years. Let, let's play some more speaking of music let's play some more you you sent us a couple of tracks that you you were going to play what's the next one yeah, you want to the other one? Oh, uh, uh, Mr. Foster Mr. Mina Foster Silvers Foster Silvers yeah, yeah. let's do Everybody, that one I, when I, I was looking Another for this track when I was uh, like in my teens and I always thought it was Michael Jackson which he clearly yeah isn't. it's got a Jackson's vibe hasn't it's it it's got a yeah. Jackson's vibe to it but this is something else absolutely Love and devotion. In the tracks of lost emotion. It's gonna suck that she's There you we're, go. We're <laughs> getting into another North versus South London debate here. here. Yeah, we're arguing. Listen, anytime you're out in a dance, if we say big up, uh, who's it? You know, North London, <laughs> South, West London, East London, South London. Rah, 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 rah. That's true, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. That there is true. It's because it's taken them two hours to get there, and they're just <laughs> <laughs> the more whatever. Yeah. And whatever. the train was broken down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, was, yes, that's I, a that's a fun debate. I have been at a couple of big shows where the person on stage who's in London, Leon the Havis, did it too as well. Yeah, yeah. He's like it. North London, like yeah, East, whoa, South. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't matter where you are as well. You can be <laughs> in North, but they'll still be up the South. So you had your twins in two thousand eight, two thousand seven, two thousand seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so eleven like now. Me. Doesn't eight have twins? 
He's well, he's got no, two, no, two, he's got girls. two girls. He's two got girls. two girls as well. I don't think the twins are. No, they're not. Yeah. Tw- they're not but um, how, how has that affected your writing? More music fodder process? for the for the writing yeah. as well. Um, they're both singers too. Oh, nice. Uh, and dancers because their mother's a dance teacher, dancer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they, you know, all singing, all dancing. Oh, wow. As well, we have little jam sessions and stuff. Uh, one plays the drums, I teach the other one the keys. Both sing. Um, it's funny though, like you know, like we had little moments in where there's the arguments and stuff. And like yeah. the band, we haven't even got our first gig, and the band's already <laughs> broken up. <laughs> Artistic differences, <laughs> exactly. If but, they if they decide to go into music full time, what, what what will you say to them? Well, you know, it's um, just get your basic education behind you. you know what I mean? So as long as you have that to fall back on, then because yeah. this this game is not easy. At all, to get paid and in you've, it, to, and, and you've to earn. been through some been trials through and tribulations, everything right? you know. And the thing is, when I was 16, I got offered a deal, um, it was just like a small deal, but I actually said, No, you know what, I want to stay at school, I want to stay in school. That's when mm. I went to school in Manchester because I wanted to, you know, work on my education and still yeah. a bit more and get the qualifications, which I didn't get, by the way. But at, at least I want, you know, I had the intention of, of doing that, and they're very smart girls, you know I mean, they're, they're, they're you know. Uh, very intelligent so um yeah the game I, the game has changed so much i mean so like early 90s is when when you were kind of lifted up i guess and and became a, a public figure mm. i mean how uh, you mm. want to talk about the difference of operating as as a as a musician that people know then and now well it, you know uh, the internet has changed everything you know um Back in my day, it was sort of like, you know, there was only one station. Still your day, man. That was not, well, of course. <laughs> but, you know, uh, you know, only one national station. You know, only like one or two yeah. national TV uh, rate, uh, TV stations as well that you get, can get to the masses on. Whereas yeah. now you can get to the masses on the internet. Yeah, of course, yeah. And, and that makes a big difference to your yeah. output because you don't have to worry about A&R people. Yes. Like telling you, well, you got to play it because that's it. you got to play this kind of music because that's only going to get on this mm. kind of show. Mm-hmm. You can make your own thing. And I think that makes it much, much more natural, more organic that you can do it that way. But at the same time, you've got millions of people doing it, which makes it very hard for you to stand out. You need to find some very unique way of standing out. Um, and there's different ways of doing it. Now. People are like the, the YouTube bloggers and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the vloggers yeah. and stuff like that. Well, they, they, uh, that the uh, the Tiny Desk concert series and all those kind of things. If you can get a good one performance on that, right. there's been bands that have got national tours, overseas tours, based just on off that. Based on that, ten yeah. million views of one track. You exactly, know? and that's exactly. it. Exactly. So. You still with Freestyle Records? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 I've just um, recently got my, uh, been told I have all my albums, all the rights back from all my albums now because it's been that long enough. So that's kind of like so publishing. You didn't have them for how long? Well, it's like a 25 year thing as well, right. but you know, yeah. I'm that old that uh, <laughs> I've waited, I've waited so out. Like 27 or something like that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I started when I was three and uh, I was a child prodigy. Yeah. prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> that so, out? yeah, speaking of what difference in generations and start when you're three what who are some uh some young artists now that are ju- that are just coming to now that that you're uh, here and you're like, like joe culpepper oh um, yeah he's a fantastic Phenomenal, performer yeah. amazing amazing mm-hmm. amazing range as well um there's uh ego ella mays yes. a young singer uh mm-hmm. shanice smile well, she keeps changing her name i'm not sure it's Sh- shan smith shanice smith she was on uh, the x factor 
Ah. She's a, a phenomenal uh, singer as well. Ah, okay. uh, Le Chavu, yes. which is uh, okay. La, La Donna, yeah, uh, Vula, Charlene. Have you guys listened to her yet? Do you know what? Somebody yeah. was. I was talking to somebody about Man, that yesterday. The Tiny Desk concert. Yeah, her. she's killer. Her. Yeah. Un- insane. And when I when I was told that she's in her early 20s, I was like, right, okay. It's 21, I, I heard. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so it's Wise all over. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give up. Uh, going give it a listen. Do, sure. do a little form in uh, McDonald's. And, uh, <laughs> 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 that, listen, they're coming out of the womb. Man, I see they're you. coming out of the womb. Have you seen the, the uh, baby boy drummer? Yes. Four, yeah, year, four years yeah, old. I mean, what the hell? Aaron the bassist. Aaron the bassist, man. Six or seven. Yeah. I mean, what the hell? Are they are they passing an instrument inside the stomach while they're in there? So, in. so to bring it back to you, the thing about when people listen to you, they know it's you straight away, right? So, so you, right. you know it's Omar as soon as you hear it. So, so somebody like you say, Aaron the bassist, man. I follow him on Instagram. This kid's eight years old, and he can play the right. bass. I'm not yeah. talking like, oh, this kid plays bass. He can play the bass in play. front of how many thousand people with Chris Dave on drums, and it's mad. Right. But so, okay, so how, how are people, you know, the challenge for him will be, how am I going to make my own voice in, in this world? Well, so for you, mm-hmm. were you just being yourself or was there a strategy? I mean, tell uh, me about no, that. Listen, I was always being myself. Like I said before, I was always somebody that wanted to stand out. Uh, I remember being in Brazil. This is when I was playing with the youth orchestra. And this is a concert we're doing on TV. And it's the orchestra full of 90 kids. And there's a choir behind us, so like 40 people as well. It's massive. But I'm playing the timpani. Like I'm, this, the only thing you can see is me. The next day, we do another show, and somebody say, came to me and he said, um, excuse me, I saw you on TV. I thought you were the, the best thing on TV. Huh. And he gave me a Milton Nascimento record. Oh. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, wow, actually, it did work. Do you know what I mean? So that's the kind of thing where you just got to think about it. You know, I always said that whatever music that I make, I want people to put it on, and as soon as they, they hear it, they'll know it's me. I walked mm. into a club in New York one time, and it was in the dead of winter. So I, I'm wearing like one of them full hoodies with a mask on and everything like that. As soon as I stepped through the door, they put on this song. Uh, it's my fifth album. It's called Best by Far. As soon as they played it, everyone went, oh, my. Like they didn't even know that I was <laughs> no, in there. Sure. And that, that oh. stuff just blew me up. You know what yeah. I mean? Because that's the kind of thing that I've been going for all the time. That's the stuff that makes me want to keep making music, basically. Mm. Wow. Mm. Dream collaborations that you haven't had. Because you've had almost everyone. Already, I've had a lot of people. Who's, who's escaped your the grasp so far? Bill Withers. Oh yeah, Bill Withers. Well, he's you know he's in recluse, isn't he? Can yeah. You get, can you I, get Bill I, on the phone? I, I don't, <laughs> he's one of the ones you, I can't. I can't. Uh, I don't. I don't. I can't envisage that um, yeah. happening. Yeah. The, um, another one was Bobby Womack. Oh yeah. And I got as close as seeing him at the jazz cafe, um, but that was just a few months prior to his, mm. his passing, you know what I mean? But I was mm. blessed enough to, to, to see him like that. But yeah, definitely Bill. Bill. Mm. And you had Stevie. In fact, we played the track, uh, Feeling You, yeah. to start the show. Yeah. How did the Stevie collab come out? Stevie came How did about, it come about? Yeah. Uh, because uh, uh, my old manager, Keith Harris, um, basically passed him a copy of my, of my second album, Music, because Keith looks after him when he comes to the uh, UK. And he said, oh, man, I love your stuff. I want to write you your first number one. I was like, you can write me anything. You know what I mean? I don't really care. And that was in 92. And I remember going to his studio in uh, LA, uh, uh, Wonderland. 
I, we didn't get a chance to do it then. And then two, at the year 2000, I get a phone call going, yo, man, it's your boy. I'm like, who's that? He goes, Stevie. And we go, Stevie who? He goes, Stevie Wonder. I goes, yeah, whatever. whatever. Yeah, go on, sing something for me. And he did. And I was like, oh, man. And then for two weeks, we just hang out. We were like in the clubs, restaurant. And then finally, we got to the studio. And we did another song before that one. And then he called me up. And the next morning, he goes, man, I've got another tune. I've got another tune. So we had to go back in the studio and then feeling is the, the result. So, yeah, I mean, mind-blowing. You know? What a track as well. What a track. We, we had uh, we struck gold. He turned up on the Late Show at Ronnie's a few years ago. Okay. About three or four years ago, yeah. just we, we got about two hours' notice from his management, called up the club and said, Stevie wants to come down with his entourage. So he finally turned up at midnight, sat in the pit with his, uh, with his entourage. Shahan and Sound. Shahan and Sound. He got a few selfies. Your boy yeah, no, got some selfies. Wow. From, from um, Shahan, Shahan said he saw him, like, vibe. he was in the front and he saw him vibing. And he went over and just gave him a wireless mic and he pulled a harmonica out of his pocket and then started playing. That was while he was in this chair. So he wasn't yeah, on stage. He was what? sat in the chair. Sat in the chair. They gave him a harmonica, told the band to start playing a blues and he played along. And everyone was like, okay, cool. And then, um, and then the manager of Stevie went up to the house band and said, Stevie wants to get up and do a song on his own now. Is, wow. that, is that cool? But don't announce who it is. <laughs> so our our house uh, sax player Alex Carnett went, ladies and gentlemen, Stefan Wunderbar from Germany. <laughs> Stevie oh, gets yeah, up on sounds... stage, does <laughs> does this masquerade solo, piano and vocal. Incredible. Wow! Yeah. Was the place full? Nah. Because at that time, it was, it's not it was 1 a.m. on a Monday. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Man, no and then people that were in there. How about, how, about, how about the guy looking you in the eyes right now, left 15 minutes earlier? Nobody told. 30 minutes. I'm exaggerating. 30 minutes. Nobody told your boy oh, what was going no, on. Yeah, I didn't even call you. I, was, say, on, come I back. was on the bus home. And and was, the, I was on the bus home. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there was one other funny story as well. You know the comedian Johnny Vegas? Yeah. So yeah. he was outside with a bunch of pals. And he said, well, he turns up at Soho about midnight. He's like, what's on at Ronnie's tonight then? So yeah. he's talking to the bouncer. Yeah. The bouncer's like, Stevie Wonder's on stage at the moment. He's like, oh, fuck off. That's not <laughs> Do one, mate. He goes Watch inside yeah. and his eyes are just like as wide as, he, you know, just like, what the fuck? Like Stevie yeah. Wonder's no, on stage I, just over there. But I have seen him. Uh, thankfully, I've seen him. Okay. Uh, I, I think I've, we've all seen him. I mean, one yeah. of, you know, people talk about okay. the Hyde Park gig. People talk, everybody talks about I, when I they played saw the Stevie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was funny. Oh man! No, no funny enough, Stuart Zender, who played bass for Jamiroquai. Oh, yes. another bass hero, man. He yeah, yeah, he was he was there for that second session, but he Stevie, was, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> said, "Yeah, I'll be there at midnight." He turned up at half past five in the morning. That's what yeah, he is, by that it? time, because I, I said, "Yeah, he was going to be there." So like, no, four hundred people were there, yeah. but by three, four o'clock, they're like, "Nah, he's not coming." Can't sleep, yeah. And so he yeah. left with them, and then. Turns up, and then so Jerry, Adrian's brother, got yeah. to play bass on the track. <laughs> <laughs> we want to get to your final track. Let's get sure. it in because we're fairly who, short on time. Yeah, who is he? The Vibration. Oh, why'd you choose this one? Shake it up. Uh, this is my uh, sort of quintessential reg group tune. It's got everything, and it. it's got the syncopation, it's got the the the, the orche orchestration in there, and it's just something completely different. It's got the you know the 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 uh, the, the, all the harmonies and the vocals and everything like that. It's the kind of thing that I would strive for. Um, if I, I might have to do a tune like that again. Yeah. 
All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, all right, all right. This is goodbye. All right, all right. Uh, all right. Thank you so much. First, I better say, better My get pleasure. Th- uh, I'll give you the proper thank you. I'll do the quick thank you to the, the people who haven't fired us yet. Thank you, Soho Radio. Thank you, Ronnie Scott. Thank you, Hennessy. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Josie, Luis Carter, who's produced the show. But... My man, you're welcome anytime. Thank you for being here, Omar. It's Bless been a pleasure. Thank Where you. can people check you out? Give us your Instagram. Uh, OmarMusic.co.uk, yeah. uh, Omar underscore Lifehook, L Y E F of Freddy O O K on yeah. Insta- Instagram. But just Google me for the Facebook thing. Cool. And the new album? What uh, do we new album. This year, next year? I don't know. This year, next year. Maybe the one after that. But stuff is That's always happening. <laughs> stuff is always happening. You know what I mean? But if you watch my Insta, you watch my Facebook, you see what's going on. Ladies and gentlemen, Omar, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Bless you. <laughs> Fresh.